Welcome to Momentum Church. Let me ask you, over the last few weeks as we've been, you can have your seat if you're still standing. Over the last few weeks as we've been preparing your hearts, how many of you came in tonight going, I don't have a clue what revival exactly is. I know I see churches have series of meetings. When I was a kid, there would be times where a series of meetings might be three weeks, 21 nights of revival. Different speakers from all over the country come in. And, um, and I know that's a different time and a different era. Then there's been the sovereign moves of God, where God just begins to move upon a church. And how, how, about, how about the next two years, we just have service every Sunday night, come on, or every single night, amen? And I've seen, how many seen some revivals like that before? Yeah, yeah. But we've been talking with you, just that idea that having that heightened understanding, that heightened awareness, that we're drawing close to the heart of God, we want to hear the voice of God. And with that, I do believe that in that environment, God, he just, he's drawn to these moments. Amen? It's a Friday night. Yeah, it is. And you have chosen to be in the house of the Lord. If you're watching online, it's a Friday night. And you've chosen to tune in to this moment. And I said it, you did not come here tonight to miss what God has for you. And I don't believe God has shown up here to have you miss one thing he has for you either. Your daddies are like that. Daddies want for their children to experience more. Amen? We just do. We just want our kids to have that experience that is life-changing, that gives them something that they can go from. When they go from it, they're like, man, I can do anything. I can accomplish anything. Not because of me, but because I listened to my daddy's voice. Not because of me, but I had this experience, this interaction with my daddy. And when I responded to my daddy, next thing you know, good things started to happen. And I experienced something I never thought I experienced before. Amen? That happened with my family today. Maverick's excited. I want to talk about this. He didn't know it. I just decided during worship. That's why I was writing. And so Mac's excited because he gets a dollar. It's funny. Some people know that. I give my kids a buck when I talk about them. I've had people come up to me and go, you talked about me today. <laughs> they're, 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 Mitch, go. You can get your own lunch. You know, <laughs> Just kidding, Mitch. He's, he's running the camera back there. So, no, but here's the thing. Today we went to, Fridays are my day off, and we took the kayaks, and we went over to the waterfalls where we've been a lot of times. And every time we go there, there is a rock. And Mac has seen guys jump off that rock. You know, he's seen guys do that. And, and, and it's piqued his interest, but he's never done it himself. And so today we got there, and there wasn't really many people there at all. Usually there's just a lot of people there. And there wasn't many people at all. And so, Dad, I thought I would show him the way. Yeah. So I get out on this rock, and I can't look timid, right? Because I'm Dad. I can't make this look really scary to him, or he's never going to do this. And so I get on the rock and I jump off and, 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 it, and it went, well, I'm here. Well, then that got him wanting to go where his daddy has went, you know. That got him like, like, like it's not just some stranger I don't know, but there's an invite by my dad. I've seen my father do something I want to walk up into as well, see. And so with it, he started getting pretty bold. 
He wanted to move into this experience. He wanted to jump. And, 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 and I realized quickly, I, need, I, don't, I don't want him just to see what I've done. I want to educate him, right? So I go back up to the rock, and I show him what I'm doing. I'm talking him through. This is what Daddy's doing. This is how I'm holding my body, etc. Obviously, we checked underneath before we jump. We always, I, I'm, I'm, I know how to do that. <coughs> and so he watches me jump out a second time. And so now I'm over there, and he's getting his gumption up. But it's really difficult for him, you know. And, and the thing is, like I just said, you didn't come here to miss one thing God has for you. That was kind of the feel that you could tell was rising up. As he's looking over this, I don't know how tall it is. I want to say it's probably about 15 feet maybe, you know. And as he's looking over this, like he doesn't want to leave this moment without experiencing what he saw his dad invite him to experience. He just doesn't want to leave this moment. You know, he just didn't want to leave that time. I'm going to do this. And he stayed on that precipice for a good while. He just looking and, and, and then at one point Arden was like, I'll push him in. <laughs> no, Arden, don't push him in. Um, but, but, but he, at one point I said to him, you don't have to do this. We can do this on another day. You don't have to do, you don't have to show up at Momentum Church on a Friday night. You can do this on another day. You can jump into what daddy's inviting you into on another day, another uh, season of your life. It's, revival's not just good for me right now. It's just, you know what, there's things I'm doing in my life right now that I enjoy. I know if I get touched by an experience with God and revival, it'll mess everything up, you know. And I'll just wait till uh, another day. But, but, but at that moment today, Mac, he, he's not going to miss out on this moment. And I want to just say to you today, as we go into this weekend of revival, I don't want you to miss out on one thing that the Father is inviting you into. All right? Now, I want to head somewhere with this. And, and I would say it this way. Most preachers would say they want to increase your faith during a weekend like this, amen? How many's been in church? You know, I'm gonna increase your faith, glory to God. You know, that's, that's kind of what I think most preachers would say. I wanna help you get your faith small tonight. All right? I wanna help your faith get real, real small tonight. Is that okay? Most preachers are gonna point out all that God has for you. Not me, not tonight at least. Tonight, I wanna diminish your options and I want to remove your possibilities, okay? So, sounds inspiring, <laughs> inspiring, doesn't it? It's like, this stinks. I'm going home. So, we're going to have less faith. You know, we're going to make our faith small. I don't want to say less faith. We're going to make it small. And we're going to diminish our, our opportunities and our options. Woo, sounds like church. Sounds like a party. No. And, and let me, you know I'm a history guy. I always have to go back. So, let me go back first. And you can open your Bibles to Zechariah. And if you look at the story of the prophet Zechariah, if you look at the age when he's speaking into it, I want to kind of just kind of go back to that time. It is during the time of the fall of Jerusalem, 587, 586 B.C., right in that era. The Babylonians have conquered the Jewish people, much like in our minds, if you will. Think of us today. We're going to spiritualize this. Us today, sin tries to conquer us. Sin tries to exile us from God's best, you know, things that are lesser, that hold our attention. Maybe they're not sin, but they're things that are captivating our minds. They try to keep us in exile amidst the, God, the God's best. And so during the exile, many, many of the Jews, this is how the Babylonians would do this, they would take 
captive during this time and exile these leaders and these young people and they would move a ton of people over into their area over to Babylon that's how they would would do all right and so during the exile many Jews are moved to Babylon and the prophets of that day they would tell them they would speak like prophets like Jeremiah and the different ones they would say to make your homes there go ahead you're going to exile, might as well make your homes there. In other words, they were suggesting you're going to be there a good long while. Might as well have a house there, you know. And I would just say to you, at times it may feel in your life like you have taken residence up in a land that is not your own, residence up in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an experience that you know you feel like you're missing what God's called you to, missing God's best for you. You can feel exiled from that, even the presence of the Lord. I've been there before where I'm seeking God and I'm not sensing God. It's frustrating to seek God and not sense God. Amen? And so you can feel exiled even from his presence, just like these, these Jewish people were moved away from the temple, from Jerusalem, and moved over to Babylon. They can feel you in exile, like, God, you've led us down. Now, we understand and know it was sin and all sorts of things that got them to that place. And God used this to bring great redemption. God used this in their lives. But in this time, it doesn't feel that way. They're just bound, and they have to make homes in a land that's not their own. They're taking residence in the midst of less, okay? Now, a guy comes along, Cyrus the Great, a Persian. He defeats the, the Babylonian Empire, and in defeating the Babylonian Empire, he takes over around 539 B.C., and in doing so... He is different in his leadership model. He doesn't come and exile people. He would rather work with people as a king, make you a vassal. And so, Eddie, you're my vassal. You're going to work. I'm going to tax you like crazy. But you go back. Build your communities. Do what you do. Be a farmer. Do whatever it is. You go do, and I'm going to benefit from it. But we're going to have a better relationship through this. And so Cyrus the Great begins to fund the rebuilding of the temple. It begins to send back goods and people to rebuild the city of the walls and things like that of Jerusalem and etc. Okay. And so eventually freedom comes to many of the Israelites and people, they will actually look at Cyrus the Great as a type and shadow of Jesus in our lives. Okay. The one that comes in and starts to bring redemption. The Persians, like I said, they don't exile people. They, they rule over. They just begin to work with him. All right. And so then in finally, in 538 B.C., Zerubbabel leads this group of Jews, numbering about 42,000, 43,000 people. And they return from Babylonian captivity, and they go to, the, to Jerusalem. They begin rebuilding the temple. And, and a long story short, another prophet comes along named Zechariah. I'm getting there, all right? So 522 B.C., during Darius's rule of the Persians, this is right after Cyrus, Zechariah begins to speak into the lives of these Jewish people. And, I, and I, I just feel like he's speaking to us. And here's the reason why. The return from exile, that's what he speaks about. This return that's taking place and the quality of life that God wants his people to enjoy. That's the focus of Zechariah's writings. Okay, he, He's saying you're going to return. And God has promises. And it's just full of tons of promises. God has a plan for you, even though you've gone through this. Even though you're here today, and maybe it was your own sin that got you in your mess. God sees that. 
he can redeem that. Amen? We have one greater than Cyrus. We have Jesus that has come. And he can redeem that. And so he can begin to build in your life what he desires to build. And Zechariah begins to speak of this quality of life that God wants the people to enjoy. What I love is that the name Zechariah means this. God remembered. You know, sometimes you do. You just feel like God has forgotten me. True. But God, we're your people. God, we responded to Moses. I know most of us didn't do so good with that. We came into your, your kingdom or into your, in the Canaan land. We began to defeat. I know we kind of left some pagan stuff around, but God, still, we're your people. We're trying here. I think we all feel that way at times. But in the midst of their lack, like I said, God doesn't want you to miss out on one thing he has for you. In the midst midst of them missing out on what God had for them, in the middle of that, God begins to, 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 to call a man, Zachariah, to speak into their lives. And literally, God remembered. Everybody say, God remembers. Yeah. And so it brings us to Zechariah 4, 6 through 8. We're going we're gonna to kind of hustle through this day, okay, the rest of this, this talk. But, but it says, so he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. You ready for this? And you know this word. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. So he's going to go and rebuild. It's not going to be by your own power. It's not going to be by your own might. Well, God wants to do that thing that God doesn't want you to miss. Is it going to come because you can grunt in faith? It's not going to come because you, you know all the books of the Bible. It's not going to come because, no, it's going to come by the spirit of God. And it says that. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Now watch this. What are you, mighty mountain? Are there things that stand in our way? Yes, they are. What are you, mighty mountain, before Zerubbabel? You'll become level ground. <laughs> and then he will bring out the capstone, that, that cornerstone actually is what it's speaking of, that everything's going to be built upon, to the shouts of God bless it, God bless it. You know, we've lost so much, but look what's happening. The mountain's coming down and the temple is being rebuilt. Verse 8, then the word of the Lord came to me. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundations of this temple. His hands will also complete it. And then you will know that the Lord Almighty sent me to you. Come on. So it's not in their strength. It's not in their own might. It's not in all that they had. No, it was by the Spirit of the Lord. You're going to catch up, catch a little little focus this weekend we're leaning into the person of the holy spirit all right and sometimes people say the holy spirit and that almost makes him like a thing you know no we're going to lean into holy spirit amen holy, we don't ever say lean into father you know it's like or, we, or the father like i guess we say the father but it's, it's holy he's holy spirit he, that's who he is not god two more down lesser no no God all by himself amen we're going to lean into him today and so I want you to see something that throughout all of scripture you can see how things will stand in people's way of seeing God's best in their life all right for whatever reason it is and I want to look at a few of those things today is that okay and so the first thing we can see is in the life of Samson in the life of Samson you have this man Samson let's see if I can get that turned right there yeah, that's good. I got that a little too close. I'm going to bring it over, over here. You have Samson, 
And Samson, one of the things that got in Samson's way, just like he can get in our ways, is selfish desires. Selfish desires. And I'm going to end up painting this, so hold on one second. Did God have a call on Samson, a great call for him to be a mighty deliverer of his people? Yeah. God did not want Samson to miss one thing. And he began from the time before he was born to speak a promise into mom and dad that they began to speak into his life. We're not going to cut your hair. There was a vow that they had made. We're not going to let you drink from the vine. We're we're not going to let you touch dead things. We surely ain't going to let you fool around with Philistine women. Come on, somebody. You know? But, but, but guess what? Samson, because of selfish desires, he began to miss out on God's best in his life. It became, it became something stacked against him. It, it became something that kept him from what God was desiring to do. And so he ended up, as he grew older, he touched a deadline, reached right into this deadline, grabbed him up some honey out of that lion's carcass and began to eat and partake from it. Why? Because he wanted it. And there are desires that we have at times that we allow ourselves to move in. Now, I'm not saying that you don't struggle. I struggle. You struggle. We all struggle. But there are desires that we don't bring to God. God's wanting you to know tonight, there's not one thing he wants you to miss out on in this house tonight. And it may be like Samson. It might be desires that you have. And he reached into that dead end. There ain't nothing in the world that God would call dead that should taste good enough for us to go reaching into it. Come on, somebody. I'm just saying, there may be some old sins, some old addictions that you walked in, and God called it dead a long time ago, but for some reason, that draw is starting to draw you back to it, and you want to reach back into that carcass. It didn't have nothing for you before. That's why it's dead. The lion's been slain, but you're going to reach in and still try to find a little joy, a little satisfaction, a little taste of what that might be. That desire begins to rob you of God's best, and it gets stacked against you. You, you can see that he began to drink from the vine. You can see throughout the, the, the passage of Scripture, the story, that he marries a pagan woman. Not only does he marry a pagan woman to the, to the frustration of his mom and daddy, but also he begins to have a pagan prostitute on the side. Man, you're, you're chasing a woman you ain't supposed to chase, and you're still chasing. I'm going to leave that there. Judges 16, verse 20, it says, And she said, The Philistines are upon you. There was this trick, this thing. He kept playing a game with Delilah, this prostitute. And in playing that game with his desires and lying and playing around and all that stuff, she actually captivated him. And she said, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. And he awoke from his sleep and said, I'll go out as the other times. I'm going to shake myself free. But he didn't know the Lord had left him. The presence and spirit of God had withdrawn that power in that moment from his life. And in so that the Philistines, they seized him. They gouged out his eyes and they brought him down to Gaza and bound him with bronze shackles. And he ground at the mill in the prison. And that's just those desires. He just would not bring those desires. And so they begin to be stacked 
against him. Another thing that I see in Scripture that gets stacked up against us at times is, is doubt. And we can see a passage of Scripture where, where um, the disciples are out ministering to an epileptic, and he's not getting set free. There we go. He's not getting set free. And they come to Jesus, and, you know, Jesus deals with them. Here, I'm going to go ahead and spray this on here so it's on there while I'm talking. And so doubts, the disciples' doubts. There's times in our life that God doesn't want us to miss one thing in our life, but we bring so much doubt to the table. And normally it's not doubt in him, it's doubt in us that keep us from him, in a sense. It pulls us from him. We, we, we shirk back from him. And in Matthew 17, 19 through 20, And when they came to the crowd, a man came up to him, kneeling before him, Lord, have mercy upon my son. This man said, my son suffers horribly from seizures. And, and, and I'm not saying that every seizure and every epileptic thing, every sickness is demonic. It is in the sense that everything is rooted in sin that brought sickness to this world. Amen? But it's not demonic and a demon is filling you if you have a seizure or epilepsy. Amen? So as a church, we don't believe that. Now, we do believe in that as well, that there is times it is demonic. Amen? And like my pastor, I think it was my pastor that I said it, or my dad, one of those two, he says you can't counsel out a demon and you can't cast out a, a, a therapy issue, you know. You need both sides of that. At Oral Roberts University where I went to school, they taught two streams of healing, medicine and that divine touch of God. And it's important to look toward both. Amen? Amen. And so in this moment, though, it was something of a demon that had filled this man. And, and there was, the disciples were frustrated. They couldn't bring healing to this man. And Jesus begins to speak of their faithlessness. Well, he really says the whole generation. It's a faithless and twisted generation. How long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him here to me, you know. And so um, they bring him to him, and Jesus rebukes the demon. It comes out of the boy, and the boy's healed instantly. Verse 19, I want you to catch this. And then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? He said, because of your little faith. And I love this, because he says your little faith, but then watch what he says. He says something even smaller. He says, for truly I say to you, if you have the faith like a grain of a mustard seed. Well, that's really little. Have you ever, has anybody ever seen a mustard seed? You know, I wish I'd have brought some. When I was a kid, my dad had these stickers. And right in the middle, I think it was a heart. And right in the middle of that heart was a little dot that was a mustard seed. Just a tiny little seed. And so he's like coming against them. Oh, you have little faith. All you have to have, though, is faith as little as a mustard. Just a little faith like a mustard seed. And you will say to this mountain, move from here and to go to there. And it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. You know, and I'm going to be honest with you. I've been preaching 29 years. Guys, this isn't easy for me. It never has been. And you, and you may think, oh, yeah, it's easy. No, it never has been. Ever since I started, I'm worked up. Amy knows it. My jaws will lock. I will say, like just this last Sunday, I went to her between the services. She's doing a class. I open up. I said, oh, my gosh, I'm a mess today. Pray. And then I walk in here and we preach the word of God. Come on, somebody. I'm, I'm just being honest. 
you know. Been that way since I was a 19-year-old preacher. And I would say, God, why? Why won't you lift this from me? And he, he doesn't. There's days he does, but most days he don't. Okay? And so it's one of those things where it's just that little faith. I just God, I just, I just got to do what you've called me to do and trust you. And then I'll get opportunities that will stretch me. You know, I'm not saying that to brag, but there's been some opportunities. I've got to speak in some really neat environments and such, and it'll stretch me, and I am worked up until it's done. And I'm going to the Lord, help me, Jesus. I just want to be pleasing to you. I just want to, and, and, and I've went through the whole thing in my mind. Is it that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to worry too much what other people think? Or, no, I, it's just me, and it's okay, amen? It's okay. Well, i got an opportunity that's coming up here in a couple weeks. That actually, it's our church's opportunity. I'm getting to preach for a Pakistani pastor's conference with 350 pastors. Do you know how nervous I am? Two of those I'm doing online, on video rather, and then one is online, but it's live. It's at 8 o'clock at night, Pakistani time, right? They're, they're, they're main service, and, and I'm the speaker, you know? Oh, my gosh. Guess what? It's going to be fabulous. Not because of me, because I just know. I just give a little to the Lord, and he does much with it. Amen? And, um, and I just want to challenge you guys, too. You know how we do with these revivals. Usually at a revival, what we'll say is we don't want to just receive from God. We also want to give to God. Amen? And so we do have an opportunity. We are going to feed those Pakistani pastors for one day of the three-day conference. Cool? And so it's just like two bucks a pastor. So that's three fifty. That's seven hundred dollars. I'd love to be able to send them a thousand. But if you want to give, you can go on push pay. We're not taking up an offering today, but you can go on push pay. That's your offering, you know, today and tomorrow. And I believe between today and tomorrow, we can bless those pastors, right? And so just take care of their food, Two, chicken, rice, whatever, right? But I'm looking forward to preaching to them. But I can't tell you, just like those disciples. I felt like that many, many times. Jesus, you're really good at this, but why is this so hard for me? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swell up a set. Brantley's really good at this. Why is this so hard for me? I love you, Brantley. You know? But guess what? It doesn't matter. You stay faithful to what God has called you to do. Amen? And so doubt, though, if doubt got in my life all those years ago, we never would have seen what God has done. There wouldn't have been, I'm not saying, I would love to say there would have been a moment in church. No, there wouldn't have been. I've taught church planters this. The church is in the heart of the pastor. God calls a pastor to plant a church. Amen? And then, then he plants it. Now, I'm not saying that is always that way. Like once that, that, the church is you guys now. It's not me. Come on. Amen? But starting out, it was. And it was Jared and Sharla. And then we started adding more people. It was the Battens, you know, been with us forever. The Halls, been with us forever. I'm going to get in trouble. The Myers, been with us forever. Y'all know how long y'all been here. Been here a long time, a bunch of y'all, you know. Hmm. But doubt would have kept us back. Another thing that you can see in Scripture, that if we're not careful, that gets stacked against us is the opinions. The opinions of others. If we're not careful, it is something that will get stacked up 
against us and cause us to miss out on something that God wants for us. God doesn't want us to miss out on that one thing. I'm glad the kids are in here. How many glad the kids are in here today? Amen. I want all the little guys and gals in here today, all right? Can you give Jesus a big praise? Get real loud, kids. Come on. Oh, this has turned into VBS. Can you praise Jesus louder than your mommies and daddies? All right, ready, little guys? All right, ready? One, two, three. Yeah, Jesus. All right, we're going to give moms and dads a chance. You ready, moms and dads? Praise Jesus. All right, all right. We're going to go back to the children one more time. I know it's just like a little bit of VBS in here. Kids, kids, give Jesus some praise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And because pastors, the pastor, I get to vote, and the kids have won. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but opinions. And I'm not going to go too deep into this, but guys, I think of Peter, who denied Jesus three times because he was worried about the opinions of others. He missed out on what God was doing in that moment because he was worried about the opinions of others. And we're going to get back to Peter here in a second. But listen, sometimes in life, it can really seriously feel like things are just stacked up against you. But here's what I want you to hear. Remember those disciples that were doubting and Jesus was rebuking them? Listen to this, Matthew 17. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately. Why would you not cast it out? He said, because of your little faith. For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard, said, you'll say to this mountain, move from here, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Just a little faith. That's all it takes. Something little. Say something little. It doesn't take a lot. Just a little faith. Here he said, it hasn't happened because you're a little faith. But he says, it's like a mustard seed. That's even littler. It's just something small. And we're going to talk about that as we close here in a second. And so today when Mac and I was out on the water with, the kid, with Amy and, and, and Arden, he got on the edge of that. And you know what? It wasn't a giant jump the first time. It didn't have to be a giant jump the first time. Oh, yeah. Well, now, once he got it going... Oh, man, he was, he was gangbusters, you know. I put a couple videos today on my, my Facebook. You can see the first one, but that second one, man, he is all out, you know. He jumped, he jumped way out. But the first time, it was, it was just a little step. It was just a little, whoop, he just got himself off. That's all, just got himself off the edge, you know. Like, 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 like oh, you have a little faith. All you need is just a, just a grain of a mustard seed. Oh, Mac. Of little faith. All you need is just a little step. Just a little bit. Just a little bit when it comes to listening to the voice of your daddy and having confidence in what he believes you can walk in. Having confidence in what daddy believes you can do. Not in what you think you can do, but what daddy thinks you can do. Mm -hmm. And so when things are stacked against you, there, there's, it's hard to, to move things when they're stacked against you, you know? There's times in your life that you're like, man, I just, I, this is my faith. I'm trying to, Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to move this. And you can't move it. 
If I can just go to church one more time, if I can just this one more time, if I can just that, can I, can I be really honest? I believe in giving. I do believe in giving. But there was a time in my life where if I just give more, God will bless more. And I do believe that. I do. But there were seasons where, man, I was giving and I wasn't receiving. It was years later till the harvest came. But in that moment, it felt like this. Everything's stacked against us. Today, we had an opportunity to pick up groceries that were given and donated. Um, and they were given and donated to a foster family that's out of town. So the last two weeks, we've been picking it up and distributing those things as well for them. So they stay in their slot for, for delivery, right? And, um, and we were working with the stuff today. And man, it just took us back because a decade ago, we fed our family for six months, 80% of what we ate came out of a dumpsters in this area. Really, I mean, it's like, God, come on. Come on, Lord. I'm trying, but I, man, you know where my doubt was in that time? You know where I felt like the opinions of others were at that time about us? And, you know, come on. Just so difficult. And I couldn't move that. But I want to give you guys a powerful word. You ready for this word? It's called leverage. Everybody say leverage. What the leverage is, is it's the use of something or someone to create maximum advantage. The use of something or someone to create maximum advantage. Leverage. Oh, there we go. That's heavy. Leverage. And, and this is a mechanical advantage that's gained by using leverage. You guys know how leverage works, right? You have a fulcrum, and you have a lever, and you have an item that you're trying to move. And so you're going to be able to have leverage. But can I just tell you right now, because leverage will bring forth maximum strength. It will bring forth maximum force in that moment. But can I tell you right now, sometimes you're just like, I'm still not getting it. In my own ability, I'm weak. But what we've seen from Zechariah is, yes, but it's not by power. It's not by strength. But it's by the Spirit of the Lord. And what I told you at the beginning of the sermon is most preachers would say that they want to increase your faith. Man, I, I want to give you all, oh, wow, so much advantage. I want to I increase you. I want to give you all of this. And most preachers say, I want to increase your faith. I, give, I want to maximize this pole. I want to maximize the strength of this pole. We're going to increase this and maximize it. Amen? But I told you that wasn't going to be me tonight. What I wanted to do is I wanted to make your faith small tonight. I want to get to a place where we diminish your options and remove your possibilities. If you look at this, let's look at almost like a, like a timeline, you know. I did this. I tried that. I worked this. Lord, I've been doing. I've been. And you're, 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 it's like a timeline, you know. Or, or look at it like your resource line. Lord, I've done this. I've done this. And you just start to talk about your resources. How about this being your ability line? You know, God, look, I'm trying in all my abilities. And so a mechanical advantage is gained by using leverage. Can I tell you right now that spiritual advantage can be gained also by moving in the power 
of God. All right? Now watch this. I love this. So spiritual advantage. You remember the story of Samson. And they end up taking him and, and shaving off his head, gouging his eyes. If you remember the story, his strength was lied in his hair. That was part of that covenant he had with God. And, and, and his, his strength is gone. But as he's milling, as he's working this mill, his, his hair starts to grow back. Amen? Just a little. And I've preached on that before. But, I mean, think about it. He starts to feel that. The hair is growing back. Just Everybody say, just a little hair. Yeah, but watch what happened. It was just a little hair. And then Samson called to the Lord and said, Oh, Lord God, please remember me and please strengthen me only this once. He got before the people. They were going to mock him, and they brought him out to make fun of him, and they put him between two pillars. And he says, Oh, God, that I may be avenged on the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson grasped the two middle pillars on which the house rested, and he leaned his weight against them, his right on one and his left on the other. And I really love this because there was a time when he took a jawbone of an ass and whooped a thousand, I think it was a thousand Philistines. I mean, he's moving, you know. He's not moving anymore. It was kind of little movement, but a lot of strength. Looked weak, blind, been beat up. But he still wanted to be faithful to God. And he realizes, I'm going to give what that little I have to the Lord, and I'm going to push with everything I have. And he prays to the Lord, and he places his hands, and Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed with all his strength, and the house fell upon the Lord's and upon all the people who were in it. Amen? We go over to the Acts of the, uh, the, the, day, of the, the day of Pentecost on Acts 2. We'll talk a lot about that on Sunday. And, but other people's opinions had shut Peter down, had just absolutely shut him down. But you can see when the Holy Spirit came upon him, like cloves of fire, like, like, like clove of fire, just started to, just little bits of fire touching this person and this person and this, this person. It wasn't a fiery furnace. It was cloves of fire. It was just little touches of fire. But this baptism of the Holy Spirit starts to take place. Something begins to shift. And all those opinions that people once had, Peter just didn't care anymore. They were gone. And he began to preach the word of God. And that city began to respond to what God was doing. And 3,000 were saved that day. Powerful. All right? But let me say this. Leverage only works when you move the fulcrum near to the object that needs to be moved. Amen? The object has to get moved closer. Do you see how little this is? It doesn't take much. This is like that little mustard seed of faith. This is like that little bit of hair starting to grow on Samson's head. This is like that little, that little, that little touches of fire. They're just in touch. As the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon people, and they're baptized in the Holy Ghost. And that little touch of fire that's getting on people. It's, just, it's not a lot. And I think that speaks to us, and I hope it speaks to you. It doesn't have to be a lot, because you may just feel like you're at the end of your rope. You're at that place where it's like, God, I've done everything. I've tried everything. I'm done with my desires. I'm done with the opinions of others. I'm done with my doubts. And thank God you don't need a whole lot. Why? Because not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Would you say that with me? Not by might nor by power. But by my spirit, says the Lord. Let's say it again. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. We sang, and if the band would please come at this time. We sang earlier in our worship time about God being our defender. You know before I do where my heart can seek to find your truth. Your mercy is the shade I'm living in, and you restore my faith and hope again. It's, a, it's an invitation to come close to God, to your defender. And then it says, and all I did was praise. Oh, and all I did was worship. And all I did was bow down. And all I did was stay still. Is that awesome? That's all. Just that little, that little thing. And so today when we were in the water, I told Maverick, I said this to Mac. I said, Mac, as soon as you jump, I'm swimming to you. As soon as you jump, I'm swimming. Daddy's going to come to you. And so just know that. You've already heard the story. He's responded to Daddy's voice. He's taking a little step. And then he jumps, and I swim to him. He has confidence. Dad's coming to him. And he jumps. And when he does, oh, he comes up out that water, and he's swimming. And he's like, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. He's excited. Amen? Why? Because that little step is all he had to do. Amen? That little step was it. And all those things, I'm telling you right now, let's stand to our feet as you guys begin to play. All we need to do is take that little step. Pastor Ross, I wish I had four points that really, really gave me the, th I'm not. You just need to hear daddy say, come on, that little step, that little jump, that little, and I'm coming to you. And that little step today is an altar right here. And next thing you know, whatever that's been holding your, you back, whether it's been opinions, whether it's been doubt, whether it's been desires, whatever it is, as you take that little step today, I believe with everything that God's going to come along and, woo! You see how easy that was? Man, that was hard to lift those wasn't hard to move them. Amen? Why? Because the little things are powerful in the hands of God. And so today, I want to just ask us, as we worship, if you want to experience power of God to touch you in a significant way in those areas. You want to leave this place knowing without a doubt that you have not missed out on one thing God has for you tonight. I want to begin to pray at these altars for us. Amen? And, and I'm going to do it this way because I just love... As we start this revival off, I love our focus to be on Jesus and his body. So often our focus can get on men. Amen. And man, I'm going to get up there and pastor's going to pray for me and I'm going to get touched. Well, we may pray, but I want our focus on Jesus and his body. And so if you're a female and you need prayer tonight, I want you to come on this side over here. And we have some ladies that are going to pray with you, okay? If you're a male and you need prayer tonight, come up over on this side and we're going to pray with you. All right, some guys, us brothers in the Lord, our, our family of God, amen. Now listen, there may be a prophetic word that comes forth. There may be a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom. The gifts of the Holy Spirit will flow, amen, this weekend. I said the gifts of the Holy Spirit will flow this weekend, amen. I know that as we look to God because He began to leverage through his Holy Spirit his work in our lives but our response is that little faith it's that seed that, that mustard seed it's, it's that little bit of hair it's that, that, you see what I'm saying and so as we begin to come to these altars I just want us to have that mindset all I did was praise all I did was worship all I did was bow down God because I've done everything else I've done so much now, God, I'm just coming with my praise. I'm just coming 
with my heart. Just touch me, Jesus. And listen, if you're watching at home, you are not going to be left out. Right now, what we're going to be doing is we begin to pray and minister here. We have a worship experience and environment for you on Zoom. And you'll be able to come into a worship experience and environment of the presence of the Lord. We pray. We know God's going to touch you as well. And we have our ministry team. They're there present with you in that Zoom environment to minister to your needs as well. Amen. And so we here in this room will be praying and be ministered to. God is going to do a great work here tonight. And then those there on, online, while this service is live, you can go online and be able to receive prayer. There will be a link in your comment areas, etc., that you can click to. It will be on the screen also. You can see the Zoom information if you need to do it that way. And so I want to just begin to pray, set our hearts toward God, and then we're going to open these altars up. Amen. And so let's just kind of come together in agreement right now. Jesus, our desires, the opinions of others, and our doubts, we just bring them to you, Lord. And we ask today that your Holy Spirit, not by power nor by might, but your Spirit, Lord God, would have your work in our hearts accomplished today, Jesus. Lord, we in this room, we gather together in agreement for our church family and others around the country and even around the world that would check out this broadcast right now, God, that they would be, be that we have seen an agreement believing for God's touch upon them as well that's watching, upon you that's watching. And we just commit our hearts in Jesus' name and say that we will not miss one thing that you have for us this night. Your presence, your power, your provision. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us for this week's message. For more information, please check out www.momentumchurch.tv.